Uh. So my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the hostess with the mostest, all the peoples that you love to hear and hate and love and all of that good stuff. This is Across the Intervention Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and A. Smoosh. You sounded like a um, person from the 70s who were do- doing radio. Like that. Just wanted to say that. And let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. coming at you every 18 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> hate is love, by the way. Hate is love. Yeah. Hate is love. Love is love and hate is love. See, because hate is a perverted <laughs> form of love that the hater gives when the hater has trouble. Gil Scott Harris. How much they love, so they hate. So hate is love. Yeah. All right, uh. All right, Heron Bone Jackson, I see you over there. All right, yeah. <laughs> With the poetry. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast where podcasts are ingested. Um, Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. As always, hit us up on the socials and the interwebs at divemedia.co. That's divemedia.co. And we are on the gram at dive underscore media and Twitter at across this. Um, we told y'all a couple weeks ago we kind of shifted some things. So um, if you've been trying to get at us, and I know all one of you have been trying to get at us on Facebook, we're going to ditch the <laughs> Facebook group. We got a Telegram group. So if you want to hit us up and jump into Telegram, that's where we're probably going to chop it up more so than the book of faces. So hit us up. On anything else, um, I am on all platforms at Divinimous, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And as is my custom, I am on Twitter at E to the V to the. So jump on that and we can engage you there. Yeah. And for me, Mm. for those that know, they know, they know how to get at me. So that's pretty much We got these cans and these strings out here. You know how it is. Hey, smoke signals. You know what? You you know what's up. We rain dancing and everything. (laughs) <laughs> so if y'all can tell by our witty banter this week we are going to on behalf of our listener who hit me up and said yo man y'all so heavy y'all so deep y'all mm. be taking us to the nth dimension into these black <laughs> holes man out in space we decided we said you know what we're gonna keep it light this week we're gonna just keep it light no uh theoretical debates no, you know, Pythagorean theorems this week. None of that. Mm-hmm. No A squared equals B squared plus C squared. None of that. None of that. I think it's A opposite, squared plus but B I, squared I know equals C squared. I know what I was talking about. I realized halfway <laughs> into it, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish the statement. Whatever. <laughs> so we're just going to keep it light. We got some uh, articles this week. We're not even going to, you know, we, we might get a little bibly because you know how we are. We got this thing called faith that we just can't shake. Um. But. We got some articles this week. We just gonna kind of talk, laugh. Hopefully, you'll find them funny. Um, so think of this as an entire this week in the news episode. If you wanted to kind of sum this up, this whole episode is gonna be this week in the news. How about that? excellent, excellent, excellent? Because people of faith have been being a little more weird than normal lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, now I'm t- we 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 we're giving y'all the preface. Now don't don't say, hey man, how you gonna say that? We. We are equal opportunity employers. We piss people off all across the spectrum. Just letting you know that. But if you can sit back and laugh at yourself, then you won't have no problems. All right? Spectrum. Look at you. Is that like gender spectrum? Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Woo, boy. See? See, now y'all just got to let that roll off your back. You 
you you can't let that. I mean, you, you know, you saying these buzzwords. I'm just, you know. <laughs> oh man, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just taking what's being given. That's all. It's astounding how there could be a particular word in one decade and just a few years later, that word means something completely different, like fluidity, for example. I mean, you know, in the past, it was just talking about liquid, but now (laughs) talking about other identities. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, you know, these nice, ambiguous words like fluidity now are charged. (laughs) They're charged words. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I mean, this this week I was we was chopping up a little bit beforehand, um, y'all. For for those out there who like to pray, you can keep me in your prayers. I was in a car accident this week, so it was a little rough out here for your boy in these streets. Yeah, I was in a lift and somebody smashed us from behind, so it was kind of it was kind of rough. Um, and what makes it doubly rough is my car was in the shop, and yeah. so the reason I was in the lift is because my car was in the shop. So now I got kind of double whammy. But anyway, Damn. I'm alive. The Lord, you know, the Lord kept the angels around your boy, so it was, it was. What a blessing! What a blessing! So it was all good. Oh man! So anyway, we just gonna keep it light this week, y'all. Again, if you want to chop it up with us, our Telegram group is small, but they lively, man. They lively in there, man. Shout out to the people on Telegram. I appreciate yeah. them, man, because my my phone be yeah. going off. I'm like, man, they, they getting it in. We would drop names, but it's incog. Yeah, so you know how that go. You know how try that to go. be more so respectful. If you if you part of the Telegram squad. Hashtag Telegram Squad, right? T Squad, not, not nothing. We 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 not millennials, so that don't even work with us. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. That on a side note, because we keep it in light this uh, week. I knew it. On a I side note, you know we the we, we we the tangentials. On a side note, that's just like a millennial thing that I just can't get into. Like when they do something, they be like you know hashtag goals, hashtag new shoes. You be like, yeah, what? Anyway. That's just something that's that's just what what does Peter Griffin say on Family Guy? You know what grinds my, my, gears? my gears? Yeah. To 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 Eva's point, that used to just be the pound sign on the phone. Back in the day, press pound for more options. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a whole nother thing. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Millennials well, among look my that friends, up. I'm considered among my friends, I'm considered the millennial Gen Xer just because, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a gypsy and, you know, just like to flow around and start businesses and and live my little life and so they put me in that category but i reject it no offense against the millennials but um no i'm a gen xer and proud oh no i i agree i think Man, because yes. for for a second because i was born towards the tail end of gen x i was like maybe i am a millennial you know i'm, I'm late 70s i was like you know what maybe and then you get around like actual millennials like kids that are like in their 20s in their mid-20s and you listen to them talk and you're like, what? Well, no, those people are now referred to as Generation Z. There so, you go. And millennials are now, quote unquote, in their 30s. Yeah, but the problem is, is that society has forgotten that generation is four, is, is 20 years. <laughs> so now they have people reproducing at, at the age of five and 10. That's what that's how our generation got smushed. Right. We're really between 65 through 84 because we're a 20 year span, but they keep on trying to. They keep delete. shortening that joint, yeah. They're literally deleting Gen X and pushing the millennials back to the late 70s all the way through the early 2000s. So it's amazing. Yeah, anyway. So y'all listening to our witty banter, but we we do have a little bit of meat for you today. Well, meat, <laughs> relatively speaking. It's not really meat, y'all. I'm just going to keep it, honey. It's not meat at all. It's, it's, cool. like, it's, it's, cool. it's like soy meat today. 
So there was a CNN article. Shout out to the T Squad. Hashtag T Squad. Uh, uh, uh. Um, somebody in the Telegram group dropped this article. I thought it was funny. So we figured, you know, we'll be keeping it light this week. Let's go ahead and, and uh, just, you know, get, get, get into this article. So CNN. Shout out to the people at CNN, the Continental News Network. Mm. Um, is that what it stands for? I don't know. No, um, no. In Berkeley, California, our friends out in Berkeley, California, um, they will they their city council has voted to ban gender language. Now you might say gender language, man. They they out there getting uh, harassed. What's going on, man? Hate speech? What's up? No, no, no. It's nothing like that. They're gonna. <laughs> they have officially voted. the The city um, committee has voted. City council, excuse me, has voted to remove masculine gender terms like manhole, manpower, chairman. Yeah. By the way, one of my boys used to be a DJ called DJ Chairman. I guess he couldn't do any shows out there. He wouldn't be able to do no shows out in Berkeley. Sorry, bro. Oak, you wouldn't be able to do no shows in Berkeley, man. DJ Chairperson is what you'd have to go by. (laughs) Actually, that would be person daughter because son is masculine. Ooh. And, and um, you know, that that would be uh, that that would be um, uh, gender normality. So mm. it, you have to open that up to be person daughter mm. or just DJ chair. That way just, chair is a gender neutral term. You just have to go all out of your way when you're picking on the term manhole. I mean, so you don't want to make it manhole, then you change it to womanhole. That is a terrible change. And then you say, <laughs> oh, that's not a good idea, so let's change it to personhole. No. No, it's person-daughterhole. Yeah, and, and I know that they, they finally, but you have to go through a lot to, to take away a basic utility term called manhole. Just keep manhole. No, you just have to be a bunch of idiots. That that's pretty much what it is. So I'm I'm glad you actually said that, uh, Eva, because what they're gonna do is the manhole is going to be called maintenance hole. More that letters. is the new that is the new gender neutral term in Berkeley, California. It will be called a maintenance hole, and for manpower, the new gender neutral term will be human effort. Human effort <laughs> um, will be. Uh, you know the uh, <laughs> the the new term. So again, the Robinson. What's the person's first name? Shoot, it was the uh, chairperson of the city council. They were a they, person who has a lot of time. Rigel, on? I'm sorry, person yeah. daughter, person daughter. The individual, individual. Excuse me. Yeah, Rigel. Stop, stop, stop assuming gender. Rigel or Rigel. I'm, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. R I G E L. I don't want to presume a male or female. Pronounce them both so that you don't make any assumptions. There you go. Rigel, Rigel. Yeah, you have to be inclusive. The individuals whose last name was Robinson, they were cited in this article. <laughs> and they said that uh, Berkeley, Berkeley, California has too many male or having a male centric municipal code is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality. Women and non-binary individuals are just as entitled to accurate representation. Our laws are for everyone, and our municipal code should reflect that. That is per councilperson Rigel or Rigel Robinson. Person, daughter. Person, daughter. Individual. Person, daughter, non-binary. You have to throw that in there as well. My brain is unraveling right about now. Can you guys say something that will help? 
congeal it back together and stuff it back into the recesses of my skull. Because by the time we finish changing language and terms, (laughs) and we're going to turn into a a, a pretzel that has been deconstructed um, molecule after molecule. Well, that's already happening. I have nothing to do with that. Um, That's not me. Those those are um, white people Uh-oh. that, I mean, it's what it is. It, those, those are a segment of white people that are uh, on top in this particular imperialist regime that are doing the icky shuffle. For those who don't know who the icky, what the icky shuffle Ooh, is. That's a throwback. Speaking of millennials, yeah. you gotta go find out my man icky. Speaking of Gen X, right? <laughs> yeah, well, icky shuffle is a touchdown dance. Uh, that symbolizes victory, and um, what it, what what's happening is is that you have a you have a people who don't know what real fight or real struggle actually is because they've been so flushed with wealth and um, with access and with advantages that now they're just wasting their time adding more letters to a manhole. Wait a second. There are more poor white folks than poor anything else. So uh, considering that the majority of white folks who would listen to this podcast and listen to what you just said are not in that elite 1%, what First would you say? All, let that? me just, let's just, let's, let's just, no, it's not globally. No, it's not. Maybe I'm not talking about globally. I'm talking about, well, well, we can't, we, we can only say that because you can, you can only say as far as those numbers go, because that was that, 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 that was because this was supposed to try to be established as a white country. But just because, just because you have more people that fit into that particular lower class that are white, that does not necessarily mean that you don't have a class that's under that. That might not necessarily be as uh, the numbers might not necessarily be as high as poor whites, but you don't necessarily need to have numbers as high as the poor whites to be more exploited than the poor whites and to benefit you don't need that many people in order to like I can have two people, but if I exploit the hell out of them, <laughs> I can I, I I can I can come up off those two people uh than I would ten people who I don't abuse as much. Do you follow what I'm saying? So yeah. that, I, I'm just trying to break that down as far as the numbers go. But um those are people who are trying to find a fight. Um they're trying to have a a great war uh within their generation, mm. but they like it's they're on the decline yeah yeah no i i i agree with that point that's why you know when we talked about this previously that's why i me personally as a black person in the united states find it insulting when they equate this kind of stuff to like the 1960s or the 1950s it's like that's that should be insulting you know like that insults me like you're not getting blasted with water hoses you're not having dogs sicked on you like what are you talking about right now manhole cover how many of y'all even work with your hands? Do y'all Correct. work with your hands? Are you and out here in the streets? most of the people who do that are men, by and the way. And most of the people that no, do that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's no disrespect. No dis, no disrespect to um, uh, the women or uh, female entities at all. I'm just- What you referred to as Rosie the Riveter a couple of weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Not all women are like that. Yeah, I'm just saying Rosie the Riveter is a stereotype, is a silly stereotype. Right, right. It's a caricature of a female. It's a caricature of, fe- of, of female power. Yeah. So, again, Berkeley, California, you get a. <laughs> bow, bow. 
in the words of uh, Charlemagne the God, we will not be dropping one of Clue's bombs for Berkeley, California. We're in a time of massive inequality where the top 1% of society owns 902% of the world. Oh, oh, you, you said, you said, you said Berkeley. I thought you said Bernie. My, my bad. Um, excuse he, you. He was going to work that in there. Don't, he was going to work that joint talk, in there. <laughs> don't talk about my Sanders. Okay. He's the only consistent person of out of the 3.5 trillion people what? on Democratic uh, in on the democratic circuit right now consistency consistency what what is that i don't know what that is can you explain what is consistency along with that can you explain what reparations is i don't know what that is when i march with king we didn't when have I to deal with, with no reparations man you know what joe biden marched with king you know joe biden said that he marched civil rights. everybody marched with civil rights i i I I I I think <laughs> Christmas addicts march with King. I part ways I, with Mr. Sanders when it comes to the reparations issue, but everything I, else, I really he has no peer among that gaggle of people who call themselves running for the Democratic primary. I think I no think peer Julius, at all. I think Julius Caesar marched with King. I think Mickey Mouse marched with King. Yeah. I think he had Mike whole- Tyson marched with King. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go okay. back and look at them photos. I know they're in black and white, but yeah, it's I'm hard to sure, I think know. George Washington marched with King. <laughs> I think Andrew Jackson marched with King. I think Willie Lynch marched this with King. This is what I think. What I think is that people are going to wait until Bernie Sanders is suffering from rigor mortis before they realize that they should have given him a federal chance. I think Bernie Sanders would have been an excellent vice president for somebody. Vice. Vice. Yep. Dude is too crazy, man. He can't handle nobody. He like was that trying to get there. them college loans eliminated. Hey, look, I, hey, look, I, hey, look. Let let Bernie have been running That's against Barack back in motive. 2008. I might be like Barack. I might have to go vote for Bernie, brother. I was still paying on my loans back in 08, so I might be like, hey, uh, Barack. I understand you want to give us hope, brother, but uh, Bernie giving us them ducats. He even 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 wants to get Trump out of office because uh, he was afraid that she's going to be sent back to her own country. Actually, um, I, and this is a recent, and this is right, exactly. But the (laughs) recent tweet of mine, which got a lot of response is I really, really, really wish that somebody would hashtag go back to Africa, uh, to me. I really, really wish because that was funny. I did see your tweet. That was funny. Yeah. Like if you, I, because people don't come at me with that, but they come at everyone else. I wish you would. Because I will talk about how you, you know, need to return the the stolen wealth and provide the ticket, and you won't see me again. <laughs> you like send me back with my inheritance, and I'm gone. <laughs> the la- the latest place I investigated was Durban, South Africa. Mm, that I got place some is friends gorgeous. that live over there. If you ever go, I could uh, hook. I gorgeous, could, you know. like right where the Indian Ocean and the uh, Atlantic Ocean converge. Mm, yeah, trying to get herself a Cape Town colored. Or as they or Africans. Or, 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 nah, she wanna Africans. No, 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 no,
Durban, South Africa has no shanty. Yeah, um, no, no. Durban I, is like that. Durban as is much like as much as I want to visit uh, the African continent again, especially places other than where I was before, which was North Africa, I am still looking at places that would be comparable to a lifestyle remotely consistent with what I, where I'm coming from. So oh, I'm not going to go... Yeah, I'm not going to go to Liberia. No, I mean, look, we have to be realistic. But if somebody wants to send me back to Africa, I have a list already of places. Girl, that Liberia, you dodging bullets. That is realistic because that we be we we live that here too. <laughs> well, okay, touche on that one. So, yeah, but yeah, anyway, I, I just shout out to shout out to uh, South Africa. Like I said, I, I I got some friends that live in Durban. So if you ever want to go, Eve, I could hook you up with some people that could at least show you around. Um, but Excellent. anyway, as y'all could tell by our witty banter. This Berkeley article is some bush. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to keep it moving because this is the light episode. This is the one pound episode here. Um, Now, again, we we told y'all this whole episode is going to be more like an entire this week in the news. So you know we got to go on them saints. Got to go on them saints. Did you say the ain'ts or did you say the saints? Somebody got to help the, in the words of a famous Christian rapper named Divinimus, somebody got to help these saints because these saints going to get left like ain'ts. Oh, that's like a play on not getting picked up and also ants. Mm, So there was an article in the, uh, well, it it was all over. It was in a bunch of different publications. Um, You can read Black Christian News Network. You can read the ChristianPost.com. There's a bunch of different places, but this Texas pastor, brother named John Rector, um, and he's a male because I can see the picture. For, for for those of you gender neutral people, I can see his picture. People assuming gender, assuming that that was a man. We well, didn't ask him what pronoun he would like to be um, called by. So. Well, whether he's a male or female, if you look at the yeah. photo on the Christian post, this brother's flossing. So I do know he's a pimp. Mm. Anyway. Um, he he made sure to get the gold bracelet, the gold chain, and the ring in the picture. So, um, but this he's a, a a pastor in Waco, Texas, um, and he is filing a lawsuit, a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars U.S. Uh, against his church. What's the name of this church? Dang it, I forgot. Oh, here it is, the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Um, I'm sorry, he was in San Antonio, not Waco. San Antonio. So he, and check this out. On, in May of this year, May 19th of 2019, uh, Pastor Rector showed up to deliver a sermon. <laughs> he showed up to deliver his sermon. They fired the dude, right? The the deacons and the, the deacon board fired the dude. For those of you who don't know, some churches. Wait, 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 wait. Did they sandman him from the, from, from the pulpit? Yeah. How did they fire him when he was about to deliver a sermon? They they uh, hit him up on that okie doke. So they had a meeting, and this is where his lawsuit comes in, because they they had a shadow meeting, and and he's saying that that they violated the the church's bylaws, which require the presence of the presiding pastor and secretary and treasurer at all meetings. But they so, had one of these meetings without him and fired him. So when he showed up on May nineteenth, you know, to get his preach on, they actually called the Waco Police Department. Um, so basically they did what we wish and hope <laughs> a whole bunch of other churches would do. <laughs> like many of these church. false preachers out here. Yeah, that's what they that's what they should do. Just call the cops on all these false preachers. 
Yeah. Tell so him it's a black the dude preaching on it. Say what? They call the San Antonio cops. Uh-huh. Or oh. is it the Waco cops? Because we keep on jumping from Texas City to Texas City. Yeah, I don't know why, because the, the article gives two different cities. It says that the church is in San Antonio, but they call the Waco Police Department. So for my Texas people out there, I don't know if y'all know, is Waco a town in the city of San Antonio? Or is it? I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. But what happened when the cops came? So when, when, when they got there, the deacons um, tendered an unauthorized termination letter to the officers and asked that Pastor Rector be issued a no trespassing warning. There and thereby preventing him from fulfilling his duties as president. What was their reasoning for uh, for firing him? They didn't really give a reason. I'm not really sure why. It doesn't really say in these articles what the reason was that he got fired. That's a good, yeah, that's a, that's a because he's been yeah, serving as a pastor a since um, December 2016. Well, they uh, that article said that they re- they tried to reach out to both parties. But um, they didn't hear anything, so I think we're just at this moment just having we just have one side of uh, what took place, and that is the attorney statement from the from the plaintiff, which is the guy that got kicked out. But the plaintiff is suing for a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, hundred grand. Now hmm. this is not even a this is by the way this is not even a mega church. I mean it's a big church. It says it's a hundred and twenty five members. So I mean it's not uh, you know it's not a little a storefront. Church. Man, hundred thousand dollars. You know, that's like what ten thousand dollars, a little under ten thousand dollars a person. <laughs> like nine thousand and change. Hmm. But what I just found interesting, and this, you know, we, we said we we're going to get a little bibly today, but this just reminds me of that scripture in First um, Corinthians chapter six, where Paul chastises the Corinthian body. And he's pretty much like, y'all can't judge matters amongst yourselves. You can't settle mm. matters amongst yourselves. You have to go to unrighteous worldly judges to settle disputes amongst yourself. I think this speaks very poorly of the maturity of this leadership. I don't know how old this guy is, um, but it says here that John Rector, the, the pastor, his father actually started the church and led it for 40 years. Um. And then he was, you know, he was appointed a, a a leader, you know, later after I guess when his father got too old to, you know, serve as. as yeah, I, I think that guy, the guy is something like maybe 36, 30, 36, 37 years old. The guy that got arrested. Yeah. So I mean, I, this is not to say that there wouldn't be disputes amongst church leaders. I mean, they're human beings. So you know, it's it's going to be times when you don't see eye to eye. But I just think this is a. The, the level of immaturity that these people are displaying is just outrageous. Um, and then to have to call in the, the police um, on, on a pastor <laughs> to issue a, yeah. a, a no trespassing order. Like, what do you do after that? So let's say May 19th, Sunday, May 19th, all this drama's going on. What do you do the next Sunday? May 26th, what do you do when you walk in there? But like, yeah, so y'all gonna talk about this... Uh, why, why the cops was here? Like, is anybody? Oh, one going? thing that you do is you is that for the first time in your entire church history, you go back into the Old Testament just long enough to misinterpret it, and you ask for your tithes. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, you just I mean, give up that them ducats, man. I told you, man, you gotta get them ducats, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's not addressed. That's pretty much what what ends up taking place. You know, 
Um, it's so unfortunate, man. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because um, real issues and true issues, unfortunately, aren't dissected in these uh, in these environments and institutions. Because remember, the entire the first order of business is that an organism must preserve itself. Yep. Speaking of things that got to keep themselves going, um, like the institutionals and the you know organisms on their last legs here, um, Eva's homeboy Josh Harris. Oh, you said Eva's homeboy. Hey, you know you. I remember you bigging him up. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, so Josh Harris. For those of you who don't know who Mr. Harris is, he wrote um, the book called "I Kiss Dating Goodbye." About yeah. 20 years ago. Um, yeah. Like literally a generation ago. Um, he wrote the book when he was 21. Yeah, it came out in the late 90s. Yeah. So he, he wrote the book when he was 21. By the way, this is a Slate article, slate.com. You can go check it out. Um, Josh Harris is actually going to um, separate from his wife. <laughs> and he's reevaluating his quote unquote legacy. <laughs> which is you know you know it's it's a pc way of saying i may be leaving the christian faith um oh you but, think that's what that's what it's saying or is he reevaluating the legacy regarding the book i kiss dating goodbye the fact that he or as expressed by the fact that a few years ago he actually repented of a lot of the ways that he impacted christian social culture through that book it might be one of those things where maybe i didn't hear from the lord you know and was influenced by some institutional individuals to write this book. But anyway, for those of you who don't know, um, I Kiss Dating Goodbye was like an abstinence manifesto. Um, and the book talked a lot about dating and courtship or dating versus courtship. And essentially it was to convince literally a generation of teenagers and young adults, um, obviously that premarital sex was wrong. Um, and you know, c- uh, celibacy is a calling, abstinence is a calling. Um, and a prerequisite towards marriage, most of which I believe, um, you know, agree with. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I believe that you should, you know, as as much as possible, remain abstinent. You know, of course, everybody slips and falls and makes mistakes. So this is when when I here to beat you up right now. I'll let the Bible do all the judging for me. <laughs> um, you know, in a good way. This is not a. This is not you know. It's not a bad thing. Um, but I. One of the things that I just found interesting, I, I knew the guy was young. I knew he was young, but I didn't realize how young he was when he wrote that book. Yeah. Um, he was 21 years old when he wrote that book, mm-hmm. um, which I find very interesting that someone who is 21 could speak so authoritatively about something. Mm-hmm. Like how... How authoritative can you be at 21 years old? Like, dude, you are 21. 
Well, one thing I can say is that part of the reason that we didn't realize that he was so young is because we were younger than he was. Right. So to us, he was an adult, um, even <laughs> right. developmentally an adult, which we know now, you know, adulthood developmentally doesn't begin until maybe the latter part of mid-20s. But also the Christian establishment, from my experience, jumped all over that book as a way of um, controlling the behavior of us up-and-coming you know, Gen Xers who are, you know, making our way into adulthood. And what they did was they took that book and you said it was like a manifesto, which, which is really the way they treated it and allowed it to impact Christian, Christian culture so much that it also impacted the way that men and women who were coming of age related to each other. And of course, there were a lot of great things about the book, um, but there were a lot of extra biblical things as well. And to this day, probably half of my friends are still single. Um, and part of the reason is really the way that we approached dating and relationships back then. Well, so here's a part here where it says, the book marketed to teenagers and 20-somethings also discourages teen relationships and promotes courtship, a process in which a couple moves purposely toward marriage with their parents' blessing and involvement as a better alternative to dating. Any kind of physical intimacy toward uh, physical intimacy before marriage, the book argues, is a violation of the sacredness of marriage, sexuality, and could lead to lifelong regret. regret. Hmm, Chris Brown meme. Where's the lie? So that's one response that I have there. Right. I'm jumping all the way down. Hold on, hold on now. Don't no, don't jump down my neck. Don't just yet. Let me finish, because I'm jumping all the way down. I'm jumping all the way down to the end of this joint. <laughs> Who are you arguing with, man? <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I, I, for, for 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 those us out there in in the um the the uh the, the environment oh, that okay. uh, are you know bucking back at what it is that I just said. Hold on, let me finish my response anyway. Is uh, I blame books. This is a, this is a statement at the end of this uh, where it says three years later, many people who claim their lives were affected by purity culture, and this is three. I'm just jumping all the way down the article three years later from something else that took place, not from when that book first came out. So this is fairly recent. Three years later, many people claim who claim their lives were affected by purity culture and books like Harris's are still upset. I blame books like this and exhausting archaic thinking about sexuality for a bad relationship with my husband today. I was sex shamed. Educator and writer Lisa Michelle wrote on Twitter Thursday. I find that response, um, actually, I'm kind of glad that I hopped all the way down to this because really that's kind of like the nuts and bolts. Um, I just find it, I find it a little amusing, sad, but I'm not, I don't give it too much (laughs) emotion. Uh, it's just, I find it a little amusing how people will find, um, any which way to blame something else, even a book written by some, you know, 20 something uh, as an outlet for the reason why they failed, um, you know, many, many, many years later, I, I can understand that it was, uh, it was, um, it was a tool that was used and had some statements and whatnot, but I mean, you know, you, you still are responsible for your own actions. I mean, I, I read the book. Okay. I had my life and, you know, still living my life and, uh, what I found, and I, I've gone through ups and downs and different things, and what I found actually is, you know, there is, um, I agree with something that Joshua Harris says in here, 
for sure. I think that um, if it, there's a statement here that says, to those who read my book and were misdirected or unhelpfully influenced by it, I am sincerely sorry. I never intended to hurt you. I know this apology doesn't change anything for you and it comes and, and it's coming too late, but I want to, I want you to hear that I regret any way that my ideas restricted you, hurt you, or gave you a less than biblical view of yourself, your sexuality, your relationships, and God. So I agree that um, that I think people kind of took this and went completely all in the opposite direction, and they did not know how to socialize. And it's still to this day. People well, have trouble with socializing and communicating to the opposite sex, for sure. But... But I think that the response to this, uh, to the response, like I was sex shamed, you know, statements like this, I think are a bit silly because when you, when you start talking in this language, then what you're basically doing is that you're, you're envying harlotry. And I know this, I, I, I noticed, I noticed to be true because I went through this mindset and when you hear a lot of these people, and I'll shut up in a moment even and let you hop on and speak. I, I You can go on Twitter, you know, and I was reading some people's responses. And just from talking with people and you have these people that say, oh, well, like, for example, there was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago. It was this person that was a nun and she worked in some kind of convent or something. And then she went and she <laughs> she got a massage. <laughs> And she said the massage had awakened this area in her life that was dormant for so long. And now she's like this, basically a sex worker. Like she wears, she wears like latex and she's part of all these underground groups. This is an article that came out. And so people tend to, I think what people do is because they don't truly have a handle on their sexuality um, or purpose of sex or anything like that. Um, and they're horny. Uh, they need things to blame and they don't have a, they, they don't have a real control over themselves. I'm not saying that bad things don't happen, that you don't feel weird or anything, but when it comes to, yes, yes, yes. You go not sleeping with someone and not sleeping with someone and not sleeping with someone. And then you marry and all of a sudden you're supposed to turn it on and, you know, just be like a Dina Howard in the bed. No, like that's not true. And any, any expectation of that, is is a lie and that's the sin it's not that it's not that you uh have trouble with having sex or being intimate the problem is that you your your response to that is throwing all the way and looking down that you know you've made decisions to sanctify yourself like that's a bad thing because it's not and the alternative to that the alternative, the alternative to waiting is um, a life uh, of all kinds of different problems that are unmentionable right now. Well, the thing about uh, waiting, and I don't, I don't think that the people who oppose the things that are written, were written in that book are opposed to waiting. Let's go. I think what that book did was that, what happened? I said, let's go. Uh-huh. I'm listening. So the one thing that that book did is it impacted an entire uh, Christian culture. And there were people who were vulnerable to indoctrination with respect to the way that Christian leaders used that book and created a wave of courtship, no dating, and women on this side of the room and men on the other. And 
and just all of these extra biblical rules and regulations, when you are young and impressionable and coming into a brand new faith, um, then you're susceptible to this type of indoctrination. So I think the thing that people that are were concerned about before uh, Joshua Harris uh, repented of, of writing the book was how they were impacted by that. Uh, I think that it, it's okay for people to provide a reason for the way that they relate to men and women without somebody else coming along saying, why are you blaming Joshua Harris? It's not about blame. I think that if, if everything turns into an accusation of blame, then you can't express yourself and say, this thing contributed to what I became. Um, it reminds me of the parallel with parents, really strict parents. They're raising their daughters usually, instead of you know being egalitarian when it comes to this, uh, to stay away from sex. And they shame sex so badly for the first 18 years that the person actually responds accordingly. And here it is 20 years later, now the person is in their 40s, the, the parents who did all the shaming uh, have no grandchildren, and now the parents are saying, where are my grandchildren? What are you talking about? You just spent 18 consecutive years saying that there's something wrong with sex, and then you expect me to turn on the dime. So, so this isn't my particular experience, uh, but I've heard other people with this experience, and I think it's important that instead of, you know, folks going the easy route and saying, why are people blaming Joshua Harris or they need to take responsibility uh, for themselves? I think it's much more nuanced than that. Well, so, and, and, and I hear you. Um, I hear you. My, my, my retort to that or my response to that is that um, I, I, I do understand that we exist within a broken culture. And the I'm, I'm actually for quote unquote courting, which is really intentional dating. Um, I am for that. I'm 100. I'm a thousand percent for that. I don't need Joshua Harris to tell me that. Uh, and the reason why I am for that is because of all that exists out here in the world. I'm basically for people thinking before they do stuff. And um, I, but I am not necessarily for, uh, I'm not necessarily saying or advocating that means that, you know, every person that you deal with, that's the person that you're going to marry and, and all that heavy emphasis. Cause I think that's the problem that came out of it. Things mm -hmm. like this yep. is that for marrying people that they know for two days right. so that they can have legal sex. Like there's, there's way more to it. There's way more to it. Uh, when it comes to the political decision of who you marry, uh, then I just want to have sex. That's the bigger problem. I mean, this is, like, this is like trying to do algebra before you have mastered basic arithmetic. Yes. Because um, I, I agree with you, A. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely for courting. I've already told my children, you know, and they're not even at that age yet, but I've already told them some of my thoughts on some of these things. But the problem with that is, is and this is one of the church's failings. So for those of you who thought we were going to keep it light, maybe we're going to get a little deep right here. Um, one of the biggest failings of the institutional church um, is not actually the, the preaching of Christ. No, the, they, they do that pretty well. It's always somebody in front of a microphone talking about Jesus. Um, but it is the implementation on a practical level, the things in which that they're talking about. Now, one of the things that Mr. Harris advocates in his book is courting. 
and that is the you know intentional decision between the two parties as well as their parents on the direction of the relationship. Now, you cannot really have a healthy courting situation without strong families. Correct. You can't have strong families until you know there are fathers who are taking the role to represent Christ to not only their wives, but to their children. The scripture says that a husband is to wash his wife with the water of the word, right? Not a pastor, not a church leader, but a husband is to wash his wife with the water of the word. So you start by a man taking the responsibility to oversee the spiritual development of his wife. Then they have children and he also takes with part in partnership with his wife, taking the responsibility to oversee the spiritual growth and development of his children. Then as those children grow and develop and begin to have natural sexual attraction to the opposite sex. Right. I don't again, I've told my children this. It is going to happen because that is the way the Lord has created you. So if you feel yourself becoming sexually attracted to another person there's nothing wrong with that that is the way you are created but there is a there is a perimeter there is a boundary by which you are to exercise those things but see what the church does is it tries to institutionalize everything so you take Joshua Harris's book and he might have been from a very sincere place when he thought about that book I'm sure he was yeah but again we take it, we institutionalize it, we sort of make it this thing. I was going to a church when I was an undergrad that implemented a lot of this stuff. There's no dating in this church and this, that. So I know that mentality. But as an older person now, you realize, okay, okay, you cannot institutionalize things like this. This has to be done on a one-on-one level, particularly by those who watch for the souls of the people that are involved. If some dude on a pulpit or some dude who wrote a book is telling me, hey, X, Y, and Z. To be honest, that crap don't mean nothing. And so what happens is you got people who went from one or the other extreme. So you got people that was like, nah, forget all that, and now they regret it. And then you got the other people that's like, yo, whatever, I'm about to hit these sheets. I don't care what Josh Harris is talking about. Mm -hmm. But there was no practical way to implement this because in typical church fashion, they institute you know, make things institutional when it should not have been executed that way, right? And so now you have this man who is in his 40s now, and that's why we brought this article up, folks. He's in his 40s now. He's getting separated, and in, again, in typical church fashion, puts these ambiguous statements out on Instagram, him and his wife. They put these ambiguous statements out. Oh, we have sincere love for each other, and uh, are you, we have a unique story as a couple, and there are what he said in recent years, there have been some significant changes that have taken place in both of us. What man, WTF on that, Josh Harris? WTF, okay? Because there are significant changes taking place in everybody. And if you have sincere love for somebody, right? If I have sincere love for my wife, I'm using his words, not mine. He says, I have sincere love for my wife. If I have sincere love for my wife, then I'm going to fight for my marriage. If I have what sincere if your wife, love. What if your wife uh, comes to the conclusion um, right now, now that you've been married for the length of time you've been married, that she is gay? Um, how This sincere love and affection that you're talking about, what do you do about something like that? Hold up, hold up. Before we even, AJ, before you even uh, uh, go down that um, uh, 
tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snake I don't hole. think that's the tangent because no, we no, don't no, even no, know no. what the issue. Before is. you go down that maintenance hole, I I, I have to ask: <laughs> Is that what took Is that what took place? Is that well, what again? That's what that's what AJ was saying. Is that they they used uh you know vague language and you know they have the right to privacy, so they used vague language and said you know we've become different people in certain ways. And AJ was responding by saying no, marriage is for this is a commitment. He basically indicated it's a commitment for a lifetime. You know you don't just separate. I'm proud that they're just separating because sometimes it's separation instead of divorce that um, will will help to to see what. Uh, what this relationship is going to be. Um, but my question to AJ is, you, you made that statement, okay, fight for your marriage, fight for your marriage. What if your wife comes out as gay? I'm glad you asked that. It's a very specific question, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to answer it with, with two parts. The first part is, if you make a public statement, Josh and, I think her name is Shannon, right? Um, yeah. Shannon Harris. If you make the public statement, right, then... Honestly, you have forfeited the right to say, give me some privacy. You made a public statement. So I'm going to respond to your public statement publicly because you made the public statement. Again, I think this goes to to the church's tendency to always institutionalize these things. So now what happens is Josh Harris is what we call a Christian celebrity. So he has to make a public statement. That's the first part. For me, that wouldn't be the case because I'm not a public celebrity. At least not yet, boy. Y'all got to sponsor your boy. (laughs) <laughs> Y'all sponsor your boy. I might be out there. But anyway, if if that were, I'll, I'll give you two examples from, from my personal life. One, I actually know a very good friend of mine whose wife came to him and said, you know, I don't know if I even want to be a believer anymore. I, I want to live my life. And she was out there getting it in. I mean, she was getting it all the way in. And I was walking with this brother. We were praying. I mean, he was weeping because they have a child together. And he fought for his marriage. I mean, it took years. It took years of prayer. It took years of discipline. Because, he, you know, if he wanted to keep a checklist like 1 Corinthians 13, a record of wrongs, right, he could have kept that checklist and said, I have every reason under the sun to divorce you and keep it moving. And he didn't do that. He chose to stay and fight and persevere. And, again, it took years. It took years before her heart was turned back to the Lord. So, from that example, I see that it's possible. And then two, from scripture, I would use the the one of Eva's favorite passages because it's in the Old Testament. But Gomer and, and Hosea, when God tells a prophet, right, to marry a prostitute, mm-hmm. you know, imagine being in prayer and the Lord's like, nah, stop praying. Go get your lady. She out there getting it in. Right? <laughs> you know, like that's crazy. You know, that that's a wild circumstance, but to think that God would not give us the the grace if that was part of our call, if God wouldn't give us the, the, the grace to be able to persevere through those things. So I say all that to say, would it be a hellacious situation to go through? Yeah, I'm not going to even front like that would not be tremendous to have to go through something like that for my spouse to say, yo, I think I want to get it in with ladies. That would be crazy. But do I think that my heavenly father would be able to give me the grace to maneuver through that? Yeah, I also believe that too. So I may have to be able to pivot and persevere. I think sometimes we have to persevere. And I, so I will agree with you. Yes, I'm glad that they did say separating. I would have appreciated had they say, no, we're just working some things out, but we are not getting a divorce because we value marriage and blah, 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 blah. However they want to word it. 
Um, but just again, leaving it ambiguous like that, that's what I just don't don't like. Whatever your decision is, make a definitive decision and keep it moving. But these you like you, you remember when dudes was kind of doing their thing, a couple of dudes that we know and they were like, Oh, we just had some moral failings in our marriage. It's like, come yeah. on, man, just just say what say what it is and 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 stop with these ambiguous terms. Stop playing games. So that's that's just what I don't like. Me personally, I don't know. This might be a little bit of so reaping what you sow. I don't know. But I'm not I'm not the final judge. You know, God's the final judge, but just to kind of see how these things have played out. I know he repented for the book. Who knows? When you know sometimes when we sow seeds we don't know what kind of things grow back up from that joint. You know, we don't know what kind kind of things can grow up, and so from him to have and that was, know. that was a that was that's something that does come to my mind. I know that he wrote the book from a specific place, and the place was he was in youth group when he was a teenager, and he was running through those girls. So I think the book came from a specific place in his life at that time. Youth group culture had a lot of. Uh, it, hormonal concerns <laughs> and he fell victim to that himself and uh and so what he did in in writing the book was when he finally repented from from being as as uh, promiscuous as he was in that culture and not just physically promiscuous but the impact that his promiscuity had on girls and their hearts and and and, and the way that people uh, are relating to, were relating to girls and boys, men and women as they came of age. He wrote that book to, to correct uh, himself as well as others in the way that they uh, interacted with, with, with people of the opposite sex. Uh, but what, what my question is, is I'm wondering if there is any kind of connection between what he wrote in the book and, and what's going on in his marriage now. Of course, we're completely different people in 20 years, but you know, it, just, it will be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, listen, the the scriptures say we sow the wind and we reap the whirlwind. And so sometimes, you know, we can do things and the repercussion could be. Now, I'm not saying he deserves any of this. I don't want anybody to tell us like, yo, what you saying, man? I'm not saying anything. What I am saying is we do things sometimes, particularly on a large scale. You don't know how it will come back at you because you sow the wind, but you may reap the whirlwind. And so that's in a good or bad way. Um, and so to to see these kinds of, of things now, now you have to talk to your own children because he has three children. You have to talk to your own children about, all right, me and your mother doing X, Y, and Z, and we might be getting a divorce or mommy and daddy living in separate houses. I don't know how they're going to play it out. That Now you got to deal with that on your personal level. Forget the book, right? Forget the generation of kids from the late 90s. You got to talk to your own children now, how they see marriage, how they see how they see relationships. Right. And those are the most those are the most important people and they were always ever going to be the most important people to hear that man's voice. Good. Yeah. That's a real good, real good example. So, ladies and gentlemen, we, we hope that was light enough for y'all. I know we we can't help ourselves sometimes. We can't help ourselves. So we did stick our toes in, in, in the eight foot in the eight foot water. But we tried to stay in the kiddie pool, but we can't help ourselves. So y'all know how we do. Listen, whether it is um Manhole covers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Dwight Howard would be all over that Berkeley, California joint. Dwight might move out there. Ho ho ho! But anyway, whether it's manhole covers, crazy pastors in Waco, Texas, or books about dating, you know we're gonna keep God in the mix. So we thank y'all for rocking with us one more again. As always, um, you can support us on Patreon. Hit us up, patreon.com slash divemedia1. 
or get at us when you can get at us again. Like I said, if you want to hit us up, we got a Telegram group. Just hit us up and we can connect you to Telegram. So we thank y'all for rocking with us for Eve and A. This is AJ saying peace. Peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They're the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction.